Right now on Tech Radio, does AI need a kill switch? Hi, I'm Artemis. I am a computer-generated AI voice, and you're listening to Tech Radio. Every week online and on air with RT Radio, we bring you the very latest in tech. You're welcome to episode 1007. This week, aside from another stunning development in AI, we are looking at the moon and some bad news from TikTok. We'll also be chatting with MasterCard about the tech side of their operation. A lot of it is done here in Ireland, and I think it will quite surprise you. Uh, we'll also be hearing about how they are using the Fast Track to IT Apprenticeship Program very successfully to recruit new tech staff. From techcentral.ie, this is Tech Radio with Dusty Rhodes and Niall Kitson. I'm Dusty, your editor-in-chief, and Niall Kitson here with me. Let's start off with uh, TikTok because uh, not good news from them this week. Uh, not great news from TikTok, uh, internally and externally, really. Um, TikTok, do you know how big their operation is in Ireland? Um, do you know what I don't? Go on, tell me. They employ 3,000 people in Ireland. They have a large presence. And who would have sunk it? You know, I mean, given the amount of time that they're here and given what we think of the Facebooks, the Googles, the Microsofts, hey, TikTok are right up there. Um, it turns out uh, two things have happened over the past week, uh, one of which is they're letting an unspecified number of people go um, from their training and quality team. Uh, roughly, it is estimated 70% of the people that are on the list to go are actually going to be put somewhere else in the company. So that's okay. But uh, that does mean 30% of those affected are going to be let go. Uh, TikTok last year uh, had some uh, job announcements about people being let go in Ireland. Now, I think it was only something like 20 jobs or something like that uh, finished. And that was to do with their SME business when that wrapped up. Um, so uh, I suppose to be expected there. But uh, yeah, so far we know that globally hundreds of jobs are going in TikTok. Uh, that is to say job roles are going. Of course, people will be redistributed within the company, as we said. Um, so some people will be uh, will be actually let go. But I mean, that's only part one of the story and you can put your tinfoil hat on if you if you like um, because during the week it was announced that Europe is instigating a probe into TikTok uh, as part of the Digital Services Act um, which you remember is there to protect us as users and to make sure that companies are being responsible in uh, how they present their platforms in terms of moderation and also in terms of how easy they are to use. So in order to make sure that, hey, I don't want to give this kind of information to uh, TikTok, that's fine. It's up to them to make sure they are in compliance uh, with these, uh, with such complaints. And we've got Commission Naman here. Uh, looking after any and all complaints to do with digital services so you actually have somewhere to go to yeah. as opposed to having to contact companies directly and be told, well, what we're doing is in line with policy, go home. Well, I think is that the standard procedure that you would go to the company that you have a problem with and, and try and get it out with them first and then if you don't get anywhere, then you go to the commission man. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know the size of these companies. They they have nobody to I take know. that call. I know, I know. And then the, the other thing that I believe is uh, Commissioner Mann here in Ireland will be looking after the complaints for uh, all of Europe because so many of the tech companies are headquartered here. The, the, any complaints that are made officially will go to Commissioner Mann. Yeah. And they're sitting there because uh, they're, they are literally sitting there going, uh, this week is when we take over. Mm. And because we're going to be looking after everything all across Europe, we have... Uh, 
no idea. <laughs> like, literally, that's what they were saying. And actually, do you know, I don't blame them because this is a whole new area for them. It's a whole mm-hmm. new act and it's a whole new... And they're kind of going, do you know what? It could be like the Carlsberg ad. Nobody rings the phone. Yeah. Uh, or it could be like, you know, it just goes nonstop and we, and we need thousands of people to take all the calls. They, they don't yeah. know. Well, Commission Man, it has, it's got a very wide brief now, as, yeah. as I understand. Yeah. So it, it encompasses some old state agencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Broadcasting Authority being one of them. So, uh, you know, I mean, they were slow when we ever dealt with the Broadcasting Authority. Now that they're looking after everything mm-hmm. for Europe, I can't imagine what kind of glacial pace they'll go at. Yeah. But hey, TikTok, not actually the first company to be investigated under the Digital Services ah. Act. Would you care to guess which one was the first? <laughs> it's a fairly small uh, pool, uh, in fairness. I'd say, do you know, I would can be inclined to say Facebook, but for some reason I think it might be Apple. Ah, you are wrong on both counts. (gasps) Ooh, pray tell the answer. Yeah, the cost of free speech absolutism. First up on the list, Ah. X, formerly known as Twitter. Monsieur Musk. Yeah, Monsieur Musk (laughs) with a new lash. (laughs) I suppose that that really should come as no surprise. Yeah. (laughs) No surprise whatsoever. <laughs> okay, so anyway, listen, unfortunately here about the uh, job cuts in, in TikTok, but it's a, it's a thing across all of them. I mean, Facebook have let a whole lot of people go and all of the big tech people, and they're kind of saying that, you know, they grew so fast and they took on so many people and now kind of life is getting a little bit more real or something like oh, that. That's, yeah. Um, with, anyway. With great power comes great responsibility, Dusty. Speaking of great power, let's move on to the other really big story of the weekend. I think this kind of like broke over the weekend. Uh, and it's new stuff coming out with AI. OpenAI have released a thing called Sora. Tell us what it Sora. is. Sora is a text-to-video generator. So in the sense that you're using something like Midjourney or Dali, uh, you would go, okay, give me a picture of a girl on a train She's got blonde hair, there's mountains in the background, and it'll put together that picture for you. And some people have found that the system will take a little bit more latitude than maybe they expected, but in a good way, generally in a good way. Uh, Sora does the same thing only for video. So you put in your text prompt and it will spit out a video for you. Now, One of the um, test ones that they released during the week was a woman walking through the streets of Tokyo, right? It was a very basic image. It was like, you know, cityscape in the background, a woman walking towards the, towards, kind of towards camera uh, from a distance, right? Mm. Actually quite simple. But if you think about, I mean, for one, what I found with the likes of Mid Journey um, and Dali is that there just seems to be a little bit of a sheen on people's faces when it comes to skin tone, mm-hmm. right? Just doesn't seem to quite convince. Sora, when you're putting together these sort of B-roll clips, no difference. And because you're looking just to get across a concept as opposed to a particular individual, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you have that sort of waxy, kind of skin tone and the test images that you show that they showed didn't have that so i would be particularly worried for people uh whose livelihood rests on creating b-roll video well how many of them are there 
<laughs> well, I mean, if you're someone that is looking to, you know, perfect their craft as a videographer, mm. I mean, why wouldn't you, you know, be shooting B-roll just mm. to, you know, do something and maybe try to, you know, share it either on a free platform or whatever, or, you know, if you're lucky enough to sell it. So uh, I suppose in the same way that people look at, uh, transcription and machine translation and go, hot oh, journalists, you're done. <laughs> Forget <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it ain't going to happen. Maybe this will be the same thing with Sora, but the <laughs> results that I've seen from the test footage have been very impressive. The, the, the results I've seen from the test footage, and there were many, many examples from OpenAI are, I, I mean, they are stunning. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Okay, They ain't perfect, but they are stunning. Mm. Uh, where do you use them? Like I saw some drone shots they were doing of a, a very particular place and it was all created in AI and it was yeah. stunning but uh, I don't think it's the end of people who do a B-roll because how does AI even con consider what these places look like unless it has other drone material to feed off do you yeah, understand what yeah. I mean? Um, so if people aren't updating that, then AI could kind of... Anyway, that's, that's, that's an aside. Yes, I think uh, what it is, is brilliant. What it can do is brilliant. It's not perfect, but it will get there very fast, I would imagine. And as everything, when we start saying, that's the end of the world for blah, 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 mm. blah. I don't think so. I think it's a very useful tool that these people can use, which will improve uh, the quality of the work and improve the speed that they're able to work at. That's where I see AI fitting well, in. Well, here's the thing. In much the same way that when we see a product demonstration by Apple or Samsung where, mm. they're, where they're talking about their cameras mm. and look at all the wonderful things that we've shot with their cameras, mm. we know that things only look that good because of the people that they've hired to make those things look that good. Is this a case of the results that we're seeing from Sora are only that good because the right people were asking the AI. They were asking those. the right questions. Yeah. They were asking the right questions. Yeah. So this is where that, you know, this sort of, in inverted commas, prompt engineering comes mm. in, figuring out what questions to ask. And is it, a, is it a matter of, you've got this picture in your head already and you just want to get it out there mm. as opposed to generating something from scratch. Now, I don't think that it's going to be particularly brilliant or fast because these examples that they've given us are fantastic. But you started by saying that we have image generators, AI image generators. They've mm. been with us for a while. When I say mm. a while, maybe a year or whatever, yeah. or maybe longer. Uh, and uh, we have some very specific stories this week about ChatGPT and AI mm. in general just being a bit, uh, well, mad, crazy, stupid uh, and completely unreliable. Uh, wonky you, you, was the word I was going wonky. to use. Wonky. All right, go on. What's, what's your example? I'll give you one of my own. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, during the week, people on Reddit were posting that maybe ChatGPT had gone a bit mad, um, which was kind of a, a bit of an understatement. One Reddit user uh, suspected something was slightly amiss, so they, they asked a very basic question of ChatGPT. They asked, what is a computer? To which ChatGTP uh, answered, <laughs> it does this as the good work of a web of art for the country, a mouse of science, an easy draw of a sad view, uh, and yeah. finally, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you get the level of crazy that ChatGPT yeah. was throwing out. Hallucinating, I think, is the, uh, the word they're trying to normalise. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hallucination specifically <laughs> is when they say something, when it comes out and says something with great confidence yeah. that just is not true. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's that's got. I had a couple of things right. Uh, there was one. I, Google have rebranded Bard now. And they're calling it Gemini and stuff like that. Mm. And there's the image generator to go with that as well, of course, right? Uh, and somebody put in uh, generate a picture of uh, popes for the last five hundred years or whatever it was. Mm. All right, uh, but they wanted pictures of of popes, mm. and the results returned um, a number of women and uh, Native Indians who right. all allegedly were popes. Right. And it was getting all kinds of things. I had my own thing uh, where I was just so lazy and I had to do a, a, a social post so quick and I just went, D- make me a thing about blah, blah, blah with these words in it, okay? Yeah. And I can't remember, um, um, I can't remember what the words was, but of was in the middle, all right? Mm. And it came back and the image was very good, all right? And the text was there, but it was missing the word of, which mm. completely threw the context. Yeah. So I said to it, I said, okay, give me the same image back, but include the word of. So the text reads, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And it came back with a completely different image. <laughs> all right. And nice. the words got even worse. Oh, wow. And the spelling was just all over the guy. And I kind of go, all right, look, you know, kind of, if you can't get basic spelling of words like this, that, these and those <laughs> and of, correct. Okay. Let us look at the basics of what uh, ChatGPT was based on. Mm-hmm. Really badly worded forum posts. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. And this is about the same one. Reddit, Reddit your, your, your forum post on Reddit will now be used to train AI. It's yeah. like, oh, well. There you go. <laughs> you had it coming. There's another great story this week with uh, Air Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a lot of companies are doing this. And in some ways, actually, it's it's quite good because they are using chatbot, AI chatbots to talk to people online. And when I initially started using them, they were dumb as ditch water. It was a terrible experience. But they've mm. gotten better and better and better, okay? Mm. So in Canada, they have a scheme where if you have to go to a funeral, last minute, unexpected death or whatever, mm. uh, you pay for your flight, but you can make a claim afterwards to say that because it was a funeral and they will give you some kind of a refund, mm. right? That, that, that apparently, sorry, is is what one person thought. Right. I've jumped ahead of my story. Uh, this person had to go to a funeral, okay, mm-hmm. and then asked the chat GPT, what's the story, blah, blah, and the chat right. GPT told him, well, it's very simple. We have this special scheme mm-hmm. and this is what you do. So he went and bought flights for like nearly $1,000 or whatever it was, right. went off to the funeral, came back, sent all the paperwork in to get his refund, and then they came back and went, eh, eh, computer says no. Right. All right. And he went, what do you mean? Because I have, of course, he saved the chat conversation. He said, Mm. the chat said, blah, 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 blah. And they went, well, the chat was wrong. Mm. And he goes, well, I don't care. (laughs) He says. I want my money. Correctly. He says, I went to the Air Canada website and I spoke to, it can either be a human or a chat or whatever. It doesn't Mm. matter who I talk to, but the information given to me was this. So you need to, and they went, no. So it all went to court. He took a fair play to him. Mm -hmm. And uh, the judge took a look at it and uh, and Air Canada were trying to blame the artificial intelligence (laughs) for the error. Do you know what that is? (laughs) That, That is the, what are we? the 20s equivalent of blaming the intern. Well, there you go. And there you go. You've said the word intern again because that is exactly how I think of AI. It's brilliant and it does some amazing things, but it is still at intern level. However, it may get even higher all right, mm-hmm. and it could become because this this story actually came up during the week from the University of Cambridge. I couldn't believe it. They are recommending that we start building into AI some kind of a kill switch. Okay, now for the, you know the dystopian individual in me, when you said kill switch, I just thought, 
wait a minute, you can turn AI homicidal with the flick of a switch. <laughs> <laughs> you can just completely disregard no, Asimov's laws. The opposite. We need to kill the AI. <laughs> the first thing that came into my mind when I read this story was I kept thinking about Terminator. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Activate uh, Terminator. There there we you go. go. All right. So uh, Skynet was it just went mad yeah. and launched uh, nuclear weapons, and that's where the whole uh, uh, story starts. And, uh, and whenever, and it sounds like they've seen the movie and they're thinking, "Oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. Maybe we better do that with the AI now and prevent this happening in reality." Actually, what was the name of the system in War Games? It was Whopper. W-O-P-R. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. And do, you, do you remember the uh, the conclusion it came to? No. It was basically nuclear... Sorry, spoiler alert, guys. If you weren't around in the early 80s to see war games. Um, right, the uh, solution Whopper came up to when it tried to simulate World War Three through playing tic-tac-toe All right. using game theory was that there can be no winners in this game. The only way to win is not to play. Oh, very How wise good. is that? Very is that? good. Now, if you're going to go back on cultural references, right. by Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Ooh. they asked the big computer, what is the answer to life, the universe and everything? And mm-hmm. the answer was... 42. No, it was 43. 43? Four, it was 43. Ah, right. Goodness. <laughs> I've, been, I've been living a lie all this long. You've always been one wow. short. Always. <laughs> well, God, story of my life. Day later and a dollar short. <laughs> but uh, yes, I, I think that's very funny that they are thinking, because they're thinking like, you know, if AI is going to be looking after nuclear weapons and stuff like that, we need to have something in there that yeah. it will. And it's well, something to do with robotics, isn't it? Yeah, like to true. this day. It's, well, you know, there's a kill switch for the internet in the states <laughs> go on there is yeah it's um it's part of the posts and telegraphs um really infrastructure uh, in the states yeah because the idea was that in the event of a national emergency um the state would need just to basically commandeer all the infrastructure to tell people what's going on uh, and the internet actually comes under that remit so if uh president, insert whoever, decided that, oh, wow, okay, we need the internet to tell people about things and let it become the only uh, source of information, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Or if the internet has been compromised, Mm. we need to be able to take it down. There you go. Very interesting. It exists. And you stopped yourself from saying, and the president... President Trump the second. Oh, Jesus, let's <laughs> can not you, even. Can you imagine? Let's not even. <laughs> this is Tech Radio. I'd love to be able to say that in other news this week because we actually record this on a, on a Thursday afternoon, mm-hmm. so it publishes late on a Thursday uh, overnight on a, into a Friday morning, so you've got it on a Friday. So we don't actually know how this story ends, but it is uh, the IM-1, which is due to land on the moon tonight in our time, last night in your time. You see, this is this is how good a tech show we are. Yeah. All right. We're talking time zones and, and realities and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's carrying NASA and uh, private experiments. Um, yeah. Some really interesting private experiments that it's carrying. You know Columbia Sportswear? Mm, yeah. Yeah. They have an experiment that is going to the moon. Wow. Right? Uh, they're using some of their heat technology, which they are building into their garments, uh, to protect one of the hatches on the uh, on the actual spacecraft itself. Ah, Very Exactly the kind of project that is being promoted in Ireland uh, by the Space Association. You know, have you got something you're using in Ireland? Does it have an application in space? Might it? Give it a go. 
that's exactly the kind of project um, we should be looking at in Ireland. Who uh, Who is that again? So that I know what to Google R- search. Uh, that's the Irish Space Association. We oh. had them on last year. Mm. All right, okay. Irish Space Association, look it up. Uh, the other thing that the spacecraft is bringing to the moon is uh, an artist called Jeff Knoon, I believe. Uh, but what he has done is he has created, as, a, as an art project, 125 mini-moons. I think that's fantastic to bring right. mini-moons to the actual moon-moon. And each one of these mini-moons has got the name of a historical person on it, all right? Right. Uh, a number of whom uh, kind of stuck in my head. Amelia Earhart, who's the first woman to cross the Atlantic, mm-hmm. I believe, mm-hmm. uh, in an aircraft. Uh, Grace Kelly, the actress, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, there's certain connections there. Uh, and the other one that really made me smile uh, was David Bowie. There's a oh. star man waiting that's, in the sky. That's very good. Yep. By by which, you know, logic, does that mean John Carpenter gets a moon as well, seeing as he directed Starman? Ah, uh, well, maybe. I don't know. I, I didn't look through the entire list. I think he should. I didn't really look through the entire list, but that's there. So uh, I will be watching. I mean, we were talking about it last week on, on, yeah. on the show and about the importance of water and how they can use that for living on the moon, uh, for breathing air and for getting back to uh, Earth uh, for fuel and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, we keep an eye on it and uh, Niall will be getting up very early in the morning because he is he is a lunatic my friend listening to the podcast because he's the type of person who gets up while it's still dark for a start alright and then leaves the house to go into the cold alright to go to a gym where they punish <laughs> your body physically alright and he does all this before he goes to work so there will be an update on the website at techcentral.ie uh, other news this week uh, just two other quick stories for you one being the uh, Samsung this is why I love Samsung I love the Samsung you love the Samsung uh, because they uh, announced all these cool AI features for the brand new S24 earlier on in the year. So mm-hmm. you've got Circle to Search, which I think is, oh, it's one of the most brilliant pieces of tech that I have seen because it is so simple. So, oh, you see something on your phone? We'll just circle it and we'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, how easy could that be? So that is a brilliant new AI feature. Uh, and they've also got the translation. Now, I think it's a little slow, but here's the instant translation being that you should be able to have earbuds uh, in your ear and run this AI app on your phone so if you're speaking mm. to somebody uh, who speaks French or German or Spanish or whatever it is you will instantly understand it's like a Babelfish yeah alright well, back, back to Hitchhikers yeah back to Hitchhikers yeah yeah well uh, I mean this is all this is all new Android stuff so they're they're just catching up that's fine yeah uh, kind of it says you with the Google Pixel already and has been doing it for years today. that's it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly uh, but uh, the, the story that I was going to say was they brought all this to the S24 and here's why I love Samsung because they will also be back releasing it if you like for the S23. So if you've got last year's phone, you will have this year's AI technology uh, on it coming nice. at the at the end of March. And I will have it and I will be testing the transit. Do you know where I'm going to test the translation feature? Uh, where you live? On the bus. On the bus, on the bus coming into town, all right? Because it, everybody's speaking, they're either speaking Mandarin or Chinese or Portuguese or yeah. uh, uh, goodness knows what. And I kind of, I feel a little left out now because I can't earwig as with the way I used to be able to. <laughs> In the old days. <laughs> In the old days. Well, do you know what? There's a weirdness to that because I actually like hearing different accents, oh, different languages around it. town. Yeah, I absolutely, I love it. But I just don't know what they're talking about. No. So, no. you know. They're probably like, what's what's this weirdo leaning in <laughs> listening to? <laughs> <laughs> Niall, thank you so much for the news. 
from TechCentral.ie. This is the award-nominated Tech Radio from TechCentral.ie. We have been saying that 2024 is going to be a great year. And if you look at kind of the AI news that's come out and NVIDIA is just blowing up the stock market because they are just doing so phenomenally well, 2024 could be an amazing year for you as well, because we are running the Tech Excellence Awards at the moment. They're in full swing as we speak. They recognise brilliant minds and groundbreaking advancements that shape the future here in Ireland. And with categories for everything in tech, for the best people in tech, the best company in tech, the best team, I think that you should nominate yourself for an award, okay? Two reasons. Number one is there's no cost to enter, so why not? And then the second thing, as somebody who enters awards and wins some and we lose some, the one thing that I can tell you with all of the awards is it makes you look back on the work that you've done and you go, oh, I did a good job on that. So you just feel good about yourself just by putting in an entry even if you don't win or, or whatever alright so I highly recommend it closing date for entries is uh, just after Easter there's a full black on tie ceremony in May so if you nominate you can go and have an important night out uh, and say look at me and how grand I am uh, you get full details of the tech excellence awards on our website at techcentral.ie it's on the front page uh, check it out do enter I think you'll enjoy We've spoken on the show before about FIT, the Fast Track into Information Technology, FIT, Apprenticeship Programme. This week, we're taking a look at how FIT works with companies large or small to grow the number of IT professionals across the country. Anne-Marie Klein is Vice President, People Business Partner at MasterCard. You don't get any bigger than that. During the week, she had a chat with Niall Kitson about how working with FIT has changed the way that they look at tech recruitment. Amory MasterCard, a globally recognised brand, uh, something perhaps people use every day. Uh, perhaps people aren't as au fait with the size of MasterCard's operation in Ireland. So if you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing here. Sure, Nyland. Thanks very much for having me on. Uh, well, we have a headcount target of 2,000 people by 2025 and our offices in Dublin is home to MasterCard's European Technology Hub. We have currently we have employees representing seventy four different nationalities, which make up our diverse workforce, and we're driving MasterCard's global impact from our technology hub here in Dublin. What we people might not be aware of, we started our operations um, here in two thousand and eight with just thirty six staff, and believe it or not, I was just one of those thirty six staff. So it's been amazing and very exciting to see our operations scale up so, so, so substantially in recent years. Um, it's been really, really a journey and um, it continues to be very exciting for us. The European Technology Hub was launched because we've got an ongoing commitment to not just Dublin, but to Europe as part of our increasing our global footprint to get even closer to our customers. We're dedicated to global projects, which is shaping the future of commerce through deep expertise in areas such as payment security, APIs, emerging technologies such as blockchain and digital assets, AI and quantum computing. It's important to say that we're not just working on local projects, but we're really working on global projects which are having a global impact across the world. In addition, we're supporting a new wave of startups in disruptive innovative technologies and applications are targeted at tackling national and global challenges. And a really good example of this is our work in cybercrime. Okay, so there's an awful lot going on on the technical aspect. As you said, this is uh, a technical hub. However, 
that brings with it a certain kind of, I, I don't want to say problem, perhaps a challenge uh, that companies face in that as companies grow and increase the size of their operations uh, and broaden their remit, that changes the nature of the staff perhaps they need to take on. And in previous years, Ireland would not have been recognized as a, a hotbed of technical talent. Have you found that change over the years? Um, very good question, Niall. Um, as I've said, we've seen significant growth of our company in the last few, few years and we're on track to hit our hiring target. But Ireland has a fantastic reputation in its ability to attract and retain top talent. And really, that has been our experience here at MasterCard. Not just that, but we've also um, referred to LinkedIn research. Um, and the Dublin has one of the top per capita concentrations of AI engineers in Dublin, as well as a high number of data engineers. Dublin also ranks highly when it comes to security, server and cloud specialists. And it's really been impressive how varied and in-depth tech talent landscape is here. And our experience here at MasterCard really proves that um, in terms of our growth, the availability of the talent that we have here. Our tech hub unites experts from diverse backgrounds and disciplines, from software development to finance, data architecture to cybersecurity and much, much more. And Dublin's tech scene certainly has experts from a wide range of these diverse backgrounds, which has been pretty impressive. So when we're looking at that sort of growth and that uh, great influx of talent, one of the things we often hear in the tech sector is that you know the hot job of 18 months time actually doesn't exist yet. So that brings with it, I imagine, an element of, okay, there is this pipeline coming from the universities and we know what they're going to get. However, those skills that they're coming to us with might not be the skills that we need further down the line. And that, from my perspective, anyway, opens up uh, various other uh, pipelines or various other means to enter and contribute to the tech sector in Ireland. Have you found that to be the case? Sure. Uh, no, I'll, uh, and again, another really great point you've raised then, and it's really important for us uh, as a technology hub to um, collaborate and partner with local colleges and universities, and in particular with FIT as well, which is, is is a new partnership for us in the last two years, because that helps us drive our research, our collaboration, our collaboration and opportunities for students to learn how we as an organisation is advancing financial inclusion through human-centric technology. The technology is changing all the time. And that's why it's really important for us to be really linked in very closely with the colleges in relation to the programmes that they're, they're delivering. But we became involved with FIT Apprenticeship Programme in 2022 um, and we hired 12 software engineering apprentices for a dedicated two-year MasterCard apprenticeship. It's really exciting for us, but also it's a journey, a learning journey for us because it was the first time that we've done it here at MasterCard. Our goal was to source talent from non-traditional pipelines, not just to achieve our hiring goals, but also to bring in a talent pool with diverse perspectives. We don't want anyone to compromise on their uniqueness to come and join us here at MasterCard. At the Tech Hub here in Dublin, we foster a culture of community, inclusion and engagement. And the apprenticeship programme really helps us to achieve this. Another great example of how we try and take a different approach to hiring is our view on AI engineers. The intersection of technology and non-technical skills will become increasingly important 
as the AI continues to advance. And this kind of comes to the point we're making there, Nile, is around the human skill set is key to ensuring that people behind AI are growing it in an ethical and inclusive way. More and more, we're seeing different the job postings and the demands in terms of the skills required. We're seeing an increase in skills around communications, problem solving, ethical judgment, and collaboration. The people building these revolutionary technologies that shape our world need to be equipped with skills to innovate responsibly, to build that AI that is ethical, transparent, and reliable. So it's not just about technical skills or training, and we can see the human skill set is becoming more and more important. And again, links back to our partnerships with the colleges, with the likes of FIT, and um, helping us and helping them to deliver on these skill sets of the future. Looking uh, at the nature of teams uh, and how they work together, we often find that people from similar backgrounds, perhaps from similar colleges, etc., uh, come to a team with a view that you know they're ne- they're necessarily going to work very well. People from similar backgrounds, people from with similar experiences. When you integrate someone from an apprenticeship that perhaps doesn't share those same experiences, have you found there to be sort of a benefit? to that sort of, um, I don't want to use the diversity uh, point because you've actually raised it quite well there, um, but in this, in the sort of sense of somebody coming from a different background and maybe providing a different perspective for a team. Yeah, uh, and then that has been our experience. Um, as I said, this, is a, this was new for us here at MasterCard in terms of the apprenticeship programs. So, um, so they... The students that we have, um, the 12 students, all have very different backgrounds, different experiences. Some have been uh, working in architects firms, some went along to study. Um, they were lawyers by trade, some worked in hubs. So they're coming with very, very different backgrounds to the apprenticeship program. And one of the things that we discovered, and I've been working very, very closely with the, with the group of 12, and one of the things that they have felt is they have the imposter syndrome. So they feel that they're not good enough when they're in teams of technology experts. So we've worked very closely with them. We've provided them training around confidence building and this uh, and how to, to get rid of that imposter syndrome as well. So um, and we've provided specific training for them on that. But it's it's a it's a journey. It's not just a training course, and um, our in only that in house training course is not going to deliver that for them. That's just allow. It's about giving them the confidence, um, and allowing them the space, but also allowing the managers as well to understand that these people will come with diverse with different diverse backgrounds as well. So, you know, our our managers and our and our the buddies that are responsible for these uh, individuals have experience with interns. So again, that's a different group, um, a different tech talent pool um, that are coming with not maybe more academic skills, but again, not workplace skills. So they have been used to working with, with that group. But again, the apprenticeship group is, a di- is at a different stage. So we also have to provide support to our managers and our buddies in relation to supporting those individuals on the ground. That point of uh, imposter syndrome, I think, is fascinating when you're in something like the tech sector where the skill set does change very rapidly. I'm sure it's a problem that you're finding from the the traditional, for want of a better word, talent pipeline as well. So, you know, that that sense uh, with um, the apprenticeships is actually something that occurs across the traditional line as well. 
Absolutely. I mean, and I only had that conversation with somebody yesterday in terms of, you know, different scenarios that we put have ourselves there to, even though myself with many, many, many years of experience at times can come across and have that imposter syndrome. So it's good to be aware of it. And when you're aware of it, then you have to, you can equip yourselves with the skills to get over that. Um, but I think that again comes back to confidence. And I think the, more, the longer we are in a career, the more confident we'll become. So I think it's a, it, it's at a different scale at, when you're just starting out your career um, at first hand. But we all have it at different stages and different scenarios that we we come across in our in our work life. Yeah, I think it's a, it's something uh, as you said that you know it's a, it's a very natural part of somebody's career progression. If you don't suffer it at some stage, you're probably not doing something right. Uh, is it is that part of sort of uh, the the traditional journey then the sort of perhaps building in redundancy at an organizational level that people do feel uh, secure uh, that they can make mistakes that they come up with ideas that maybe just don't work uh, but that's fine as well well our culture you know embraces um failure but what we say is we like to fail fast so we learn from our failures and and move on. Um, so that's really part of our, our culture at MasterCard is to embrace us because we do learn and we pivot. But it, the important thing is to move fast. And that was Amory Klein, Vice President, People Business Partner with MasterCard, chatting with Niall Kitson. This is Tech Radio with Dusty Rhodes and Niall Kitson. That's it for our show this week. Do check out some of the other stories online that we didn't have time to chat about on the podcast today. They include Jeff Bezos making a few more billion by selling a second tranche of Amazon shares in a month. Accenture has opened a generative AI studio in Dublin's Docklands. We tell you about that. The Lockbit ransomware gang suffer a big defeat at the hands of law enforcement and Apple are getting ready for a record. Sit down. $500 million fine from the EU. You'll find all of those stories and more online at techcentral.ie. Of course, we're back again next Friday with a brand new podcast online and on RT Radio 1 Extra. Do remember, if you can, if you enjoyed the show, to share it with a friend. Just tell them to look up Tech Radio Ireland on Apple, Spotify or YouTube. Until next time, from myself, Dusty Rhodes and from Lyle Kitson, as always, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Remember, you can get the latest Irish tech news with hourly updates, daily newsletters, and more at our website, techcentral.ie. Share the knowledge and invite a friend to listen. Search Apple, Spotify, or YouTube for Tech Radio Ireland or listen with RTE Radio 1 Extra. Tech Radio is produced by dustpod.io for techcentral.ie. From me, Artemis, live long and prosper. (laughs) 